Caesar's greetings all, man. <laughs> Just wishing everyone a Merry Christmas and, a, and the best of wealth and happiness for the new year coming through. You're back for, um, I think we're on episode six now of season one. The book we're reading is attached. It's your fully booked cast. It's myself, Mace. Myself, French. Myself, Pox. Um, and if you've been following us, we're now doing the book review for the book Attached um, and just detailing what it's meant to us, what the book's meant to us, what it's meant to our fans, to our followers and how the book has helped to transform our thoughts on relationships and more specifically attachment styles. Um, yeah, so the last we concluded on how to make secure principles work for you and, and things of that nature in the last episode. So this is going to be, we're just going to go through the epilogue and give our own individual book reviews on how we feel. Uh, one of the first points, um, it's, it's literally the start of the epilogue that I think was quite um, poignant. For us, the most important take home message from this book is that relationships should not, left be, should not be left to chance. Relationships are one of the most rewarding of human experiences above and beyond other gifts that life has to offer. In fact, one study found that 73% of over 300 uni student participants were willing to sacrifice the majority of their goals in life for a romantic relationship. Um, with that, I want to ask you guys, would you, going back to your uni days, mm -hmm. have been willing to sacrifice the majority of your goals for a romantic relationship? Do you mind if I chime in first? <clears throat> Don't feel I'll be able to stop you. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, um, Fox. No, I said obviously because usually you go first. Um, I thought that was interesting. Um, when I first um, read that part, the first thing I wrote on my notes was incredible um, for a couple of reasons. A, I think we're in a day and age where I think people are a bit more um, centric or um, or centric to their goals as such in that, or centric to their goals in that obviously they don't really want to sacrifice too much in aim of their goals. So the fact that the study was um, centered around university students mm. who obviously are a bit youthful I'm quite surprised that they would actually sacrifice um, their goals in what in exchange for a relationship I'm, I, I, I'm a bit taken back I'm honest I was really surprised in that obviously going to university to A get a um, sorry um, going to university A to get um, education but at the same time a qualification so at that point particularly in time you're quite focused on a goal as such you want to come out you want to get some work you want to get some money and then from there you've got some aims and objectives obviously that you've got as such so I was a little bit surprised um, that people were willing to at that point. But would you? Um, at that point, um, if I look back, I think I would have. And the reason why I say so because I was a, I was a year or so um, older than I was a year or so older than my actual um, my year group. So I yeah. think I would have at the time. Um, well, sacrifice your studies for a relationship. No, my studies. You're talking about your goals. Yeah, your your goals. Actually, you know what? So, so I'm thinking of compromise. All right. I, no, no. That, that when you asked me that question just there, yeah. I was thinking of compromise. Actually, ooh. it would. Big man, think you're gonna sacrifice everything. No, 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 no. I'll answer. Let answer. him yeah, answer. answer. Yeah, if that's what no. he wants to do, because as as we said, seventy three percent of over three hundred uni students said they would. So it must be some kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? At that, as a university student, no. And the reason why yeah. I say that is because you've got your whole life ahead of you. You actually don't know whether you've actually met that person as in terms of actually being the one. As in now, I think I also matured, experienced life a little bit, and kind of understand what it means to actually be happy as such. And even attaining goals, although there is um, 
um, there is a huge sense of joy. I'm not too sure how long that joy will last. I think as human beings, I think we, we set goals, we set, set tasks. Yeah. Once they've been attained, we kind of like brush them to the side and we move on kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas in terms of having a relationship, there's almost like an eternal happiness. Yeah. And that's why I pause for a moment as such. As a university student, I don't think I would have done I done so at this moment in time. I'm actually actually considering actually some of my life goals in compa- like in I don't want to say in comparison in comparison to other things that I feel are a bit more um oh god how would I even word it um oh I'm I'm actually considering some of the goals I've I've had for the past say, five ten years and not that I can't attain them mm. but I'm looking at things a little bit different as I get a little bit older yeah of course that's that's natural so bottom line is you wouldn't change your you wouldn't sacrifice your majority of your goals whilst in uni no 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 no, no. what about you Mace thinking uh, back then yeah thinking not- back then so I think I've made no secret of the fact that in my first couple of years in fact throughout uni I was involved in a very in a very intense relationship yeah mm-hmm. and I remember I think I even made this point before I can't remember if it was off air or on air but we're fully booked mm. plug full underscore e underscore book plugged Instagram plugged Twitter plugged anyway I've made this point that like I was in a pretty deep relationship or intense relationship and even that couldn't prevent me couldn't how can I put it even though I spent a lot of time with my partner at the time Mm. from my other half and we've done a lot of stuff together I still knew I need to get up and go and try and get an education Mm. to help better my future do you know what I'm saying because after high school, I was I was okay. I was academically okay at high school, but then after high school, I don't know if what happened. To, if same thing happened to you, man. But I just got sick of the whole yeah. um, education Monday, yeah, everything, yeah. bruv. So I remember I went to my sixth form, dropped out. Went to a college, dropped out. Yeah. To the point where I was, a li- I wasn't a bum. I was never a bum because whether I wasn't, if I wasn't studying, I was working. Yeah. It wasn't a case where I was sitting at home. But yeah. I was just like rah. And it was only when a couple of my guys, my close guys when I've dropped out of college twice and they're, they're getting set for uni and I'm like, right, I haven't even done the college team yet. Anyway, yeah. like, that's when I've done the college team. But then at uni now, I was with someone all the way through and even that, even though I spent a lot of time with them, we were very together, that couldn't prevent me. I'd still get up in the morning and say, boom, going to do my studies, whatever. So yeah. answer is no, I wouldn't sacrifice. I don't want to say goals because I didn't really have goals at that point. Obviously, mm. my, a goal was to get a degree or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I didn't that have was like it. lifelong goals. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. So I would Fully say sacrifice my studies or my, my my possible future well-being. Yeah. I think now, like, because I don't, I think first to clarify goals, I think it's important for individuals to have goals because it can give you a sense of purpose in life. Whether it's it doesn't matter how small or big those goals are to you. They just have to be goals. That gives you a sense of purpose. It could actually stop you from going a bit crazy when you start thinking about what's life about? Why am I all gin and them kind of things? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just if you if you have a goal, it keeps you focused, which is why I think it's important to try and set goals. If you achieve more, if you achieve them, more, fair enough. But try and set some, try and work towards it to give you a sense of focus and direction to keep you just mentally um sane. Sometimes I think I don't know what your guys' thoughts on on that are, but <clears throat> sorry, I'll come back to you. That's fine. Can't do that before. But now I know for a fact, for like I, I do believe, and I say this as well, yeah. Even if you look at the animals and the insects, they reproduce. They hair. We don't know what their purpose is, what they're here for. The bees go and gather honey or whatever. Everyone's got. They got their own little jobs that's inbuilt in them. But one of the things they've got is to reproduce. Yeah. And I feel like they're doing that naturally. That that comes to them. I'm not judging anyone's sexuality, but to me, I just look at it as okay. They're doing it. That's my job to kind of find someone we're supposed to be compatible and 
mm. in order to, you know what I'm saying, be a yeah. producer or whatnot. So I would sacrifice any future goals that I have in order to have that experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I had a little one or whatever yeah. with someone that I really cared about. Yeah. So yes, I'm willing to sacrifice kind of lifelong dreams or ambitions that I may have in order to have that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I don't have that, I'm still gonna work towards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, P, what was your? You so no, I was. I mean, I don't want to say I would have been the exception, but I think from the age of definitely at uni because I was just also 18, 19, even twenty, obviously, obviously twenty at that time as well. I I think I've I've always known what I've wanted to do and always known what I've wanted to attain. Mm. So in terms of um, compromising or making a decision, you know what I want to be. Um, obviously full time in this relationship and kind of like sacrifice my goals in terms of making this relationship work it might have been a little bit difficult whereas I don't think everybody actually knows what they want to do all they want to know is all they all they know is you know what I get this education I get this qualification and I'm about to get this money but in terms of actually having goals some people might not necessarily have them in that and then it puts them into the situation where I know 73% have said that they would sacrifice their goals in terms of relationship. But how many of those people actually had real, I'm talking about like concrete real goals. goals. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the point I was, I was just going to add. Yeah, no, good point. You know, it even leads on, there's a point in the epilogue, which you're probably going to touch on, Fridge, but there was a statement I took down where it says, it, it, love is not enough. And I, I think that's all that, yeah. Yeah, love is not enough. Yeah, we had that. And that was one of the first things we discussed in the first episode. The first episode. Yeah. It's in the epilogue as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think, that says it all in that you're willing to sacrifice your goals for a relationship love's not enough brethren you need to like what about when money's tight what you two living on the street and you think love and you, and you think sacrificing your goals is a good idea yeah well <laughs> again when you're in uni I think you're a bit of an idealist and you've got kind of um, your your thought process is a lot different to when you come out of uni and you kind of go into the workplace and the real world so to speak so as P said you're you're um, your perspective is going to change. Well, um, I know the answer this already, but same questions posed to you, French. Would you be willing to sacrifice your goals for this? Eh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> nah, nah, I keep it 100, though. Yeah. Um, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Even mm-hmm. probably now, I wouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. I'd probably be more willing to now, but yeah. I still wouldn't. I'm still in that mind frame of I've got my goals and I intend to achieve them, and that's that. Do you know what's mad? So Christmas Eve, um, I think this, yeah, this is episode's going on after Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, I was with my, um, I was with my, um, uh, one of my my brethren's basically at a friend's house, and we was talking. He's in the music industry, and he's got like I don't know gonna say his name ever, but he's got like someone that he's been in an on and off situation for 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 several years, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And he was telling me like, he told her straight. He said, look, like, care about you. I see my future with you. Like you're the one I don't see anyone else but at the same time if you can't wait for me to achieve what I need to achieve in this music scene I'm sorry Keep but the, mu- the yeah. music comes first and you have to deal with that yeah I hear that so 100%. some people that's that's how they, that, that's how their mindset set up and and the thing is the way he explains to me is like sh- she has to realise mm. I'm doing this for the both of us exactly because if I bust <laughs> and we're good in exactly. and you're good, good in four five good, years you're good you're good exactly see, 100%, 100%. I'm, coming from, I'm semi-coming from a different perspective and I know you're talking about um, your brethren obviously who's a male and obviously the other person obviously being a female I've um, obviously I've done one or two bits and bobs in, obviously in football as such right so I've been privileged by the same time I've been successful in terms of doing one or two doing one or two things alright yeah. I don't want to go into that alright I don't want to talk about football right now um, but at the same time like in backpacking and travelling there's been times I'm going to say there's been two three times in my life 
where I feel I've been so happy is I'm, I could have been on drugs. Mm. Now seriously, I've been yeah. really. I mean, honestly, been yeah. high on on kind of yeah, like, like, no, no, and high on life, life. Oh, high life. On life. Yeah. and and like where I've not stopped smiling. And for two, three days, yeah. I've been so so happy to the point I don't think I've been that happy before. And what's got you there? Um, almost like freedom, and I and I just feel freedom. Freedom. We've spoke about it before. Sharing your experiences with other people, mm. and I just feel that um, with that knowledge and that experience, and potentially having to that with that question being posed. I I look at things a little bit different. You know what? I'd be willing to sacrifice that, which is actually I don't want to say my my goal is material, mm. but that is something which which I'm very aware of. I, I think actually, if I get to where I want to, I think I may have a very similar feeling where I fall high off life and stuff yeah. like that. It'd be very an emotional time and emotional time and stuff like that. But I feel sharing your life with someone with someone, mm. I think that's a that's a long period of time to have that. Dare I say that high off life eternal happiness yeah. and I'm and I would I think I would consider that particularly with I don't want to say with, you know I'm, I'm a, a political man alright with where the where, where the world is going yeah. being happy is more important to me than something that's tangible yeah 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 for the purpose of the might be spudded <laughs> <laughs> high five guys <laughs> alright cool um, so moving on slightly uh, it goes on and the authors because it's the authors that write the epilogue they mention a romantic movie mm-hmm. it's a boy meets girl kind of movie um, typical Hollywood film uh, I'm not going to go into the full details of the movie I'm guessing it's every boy meets girl movie is pretty much the same do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but it was just funny that um, they basically mentioned that they reverted back to their old perspective whilst watching the film and um they go on to say that the first misconception in regards to attachment styles and relationships is that everyone the first conception the first misconception is that everyone has the same capacity for intimacy and as we've read through the book it's quite clear to see and i mean in just between us individually we have different cap- capacities of intimacy do you know what i mean um and one thing that stood out to me after I read that was when one person's need for closeness is met with another person's need for independence and distance, a lot of unhappiness ensues. By being cons- cognizant of this fact, both of you can navigate your way better in the dating world to find someone with intimacy needs similar to your own if you're unattached or reach an entirely new understanding about your different needs in an existing relationship a first and necessary step towards steering it into a more secure direction. Now, from that, do you think we as as a society, from a micro to macro sample, will view relationships differently if in possession of this literature? Um, Yeah, yeah, I do anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah, I think... I know we're going to probably talk and talk about our um, give our book reviews obviously a little bit later. Yeah. But I think in reading this book, I think I've always been generally aware of other people's feelings and stuff like that. But certainly, I think in the last episode that we did, I think we spoke about I don't remember the characters in particular, but there was one where the person was shopping, mm-hmm. and I think there was also sorry. So there's one where the one, sorry there's one where somebody was shopping, and I think there was also one where the guy I think his place was a little bit messy mm-hmm. and didn't want to invite his um, his partner or girlfriend yeah, yeah, at the yeah, time yeah. upstairs yeah. I think there might be another example as well mm-hmm. 
sorry, I just think I'm generally, I'm, I'm generally I'm aware, but I think in reading the book, I'm just a little bit more aware in terms of people's feelings and um, whether it's their emotional needs and just stuff like that. And obviously understanding that it takes two to tango and it's not necessarily my feelings and things that I need to be taken into consideration is the person obviously I'm seeing as well. And I think it's my responsibility to actually ensure that person is happy. Okay. What about you, mate? About the book. About the book attached. So what, in terms of literature? No, I mean, like, do you think we as society from a micro to a macro sample level mm. will view relationships differently if we're in possession of this book? Yeah, this literature. Attached. Yeah. 110,000 percent. Okay. I think I've described earlier, I might have, but well, I know it's been also, I've described earlier as part of the set and to other people and people have fed back. This book is the Bible. If you are in a relationship and you don't quite understand why you behave in a certain way, let alone your partner. Yeah. I'm telling you, this book will break ish down to you and you need to read the book. We are getting no credits, no monetary admissions, nothing for <laughs> promoting the book. I'm telling you right now, the book is a saviour. And I'm telling you right now, and I've said it before, there was a relationship I was in, which I came out of, because I didn't understand the person I was with. If I had this book, I'm not saying I'd still be with them, but I would have understood their behavior rather than just thinking they were loopy. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, yeah, 100%, yeah, this book this book could save marriages. And I'm not even lying. No, 100% agree. Not even lying. Um, good point that you make, though, on, in regards to marriages. Um, it goes further along into the epilogue and explains the the second misconception about relationships and attachment styles. Again, that marriage is the be all and end all, and a lot of people in society tend to think once you're married, you've done it, you've made it, and that's it. Once you've got married, that's the happily happily ever after, which is false. It's bullshit. That's not it's BS. All, that's not the case. Yeah. And. Um, the book, however, displays how mismatched attachment styles can lead to a great deal of unhappiness in marriage, even for people who love each other greatly. And one of the things that I think, uh, one of the points it's that big, was... Sorry for, so that's a big statement you just made, you know? You've got to emphasize them statements there. <laughs> Say it again, sorry, my brother, but emphasize them statements there, brother. Yeah, it's how, it, the book displays how mismatched attachment styles can lead to a great deal of unhappiness in marriage, okay. even for people who love each other greatly. Now, I was going to press on to the part in part three in regards to Marsha and Greg. I don't know if you guys remember I that remember story. Remember briefly, yeah. So one was an anxious, one was an avoidant in a very unhappy marriage. So that's almost like a, look, you can get married. It's not going to solve all the cracks. Like, just because you say, I do, doesn't mean that you, your story finishes and you all go back to bed and everyone it's not it's, it doesn't work like that it's a cons consistent working Mace I know you want to you want to go so go bro listen for the purpose of the podcast I've got my hand up <laughs> patiently waiting this is I touched upon a point about five minutes ago about goals yeah people have like, say you've set a goal to get married in the next two years you're so focused on that any cracks or anything in relationship that's not right you're just focused on the marriage it's the same thing with raising kids mm -hmm. get them to 18 get them to university once that goal's over, right, I'm in a marriage, I don't really, I'm in a partnership, I don't really want to be in. Yeah. We don't have nothing in common. Yeah, We're just yeah. working towards something. Yeah, and it's convenient. Yeah. That is my point. Kind that of, is my point. It was kind of what I was saying in terms of once you, once you attain that goal, and I think you've yeah. said it anyway, you yeah. tail off. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that I mean, I think there was something um there's a word in the in the epilogue, I mean I've only just literally just found the definition definition of it definition of it, fallacy, so which is um I think is a mistaken belief in in something which could be obviously marriage or it could be relationships, and that obviously once you've as as you've just said, once you've got married, you've made it and all of a sudden you're in this fairy tale land or or what have you if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. I got another point as well and it was in the epilogue and it, yeah. epilogue. And it does relate to what you said about um about uh partnerships, marriage and so on. Yeah. So there was a there was a kind of sentence that I took out. A true partnership is where both partners view it as their responsibility to ensure the other's emotional well being. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is spot on. Like to me, when you come together with sorry, when you form something with someone, you're for me, you're now one in it. You like you it's it's almost like if you're not happy within yourself, view it as if like, how can I put it? Your your partner's not happy. I don't know how to how to explain properly, but it's almost like if you're unhappy, view it as your partner's unhappy. Does that make sense? Yeah, being like, dependent. It's being it's, dependent on your partner, right? And your your partner being dependent on you. Which healthy relationships should have to a certain extent. Yeah, to an, I was gonna. God, that's, to a certain extent. that's something I was gonna say to a certain extent because, I mean, even reading through parts of the epilogue, I did find some things. And I'm gonna go into it again when I actually do my book review, but um, it's not all cut and paste, and this is it. Like there's certain things because we're so there's so, we're so there's certain things that's so ingrained into us. Like for me personally, anyway, like maybe I'm a I'm a, I'm an extreme avoidant, whatever you want to call it. But I, I can understand something, but I may not fully be able to put action into it straight away. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So when you're saying about um, being dependent on your partner and your pen, um, partner being dependent on you, I fully understand that and comprehend that. But will I be able to do that as easily as what you and Mace were able to do? I mean, P were able to do straight away. I doubt that. But it is, again, that's something for me personally I would have to work towards. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. the actual premise of it, yeah, I, I don't, I totally get it. I totally agree. It's funny because, I mean, I know you just mentioned the point in terms of being dependent on another individual and as at the very end of the epilogue, I mm-hmm. think it was. Mm-hmm. So I read that and the first thing I thought to myself was, um, I, I know a lot of people um, have this this notion that's really, really important to be independent and I'm a very, ind- we're all independent people mm. and I'm sure the listeners are independent people as well but there's nothing wrong with actually leaning on someone. I don't think there's anything wrong with that No, whatsoever. no, not at all. I don't think there's anything and I think there's, wrong there's, Dare all. I say, actually, a fallacy, the word I've literally just found out what it means, there's a real misconception in terms of um, um, the, either the importance or... Uh, let me think or, or or even leaning on someone or being dependent on someone is actually looked upon as actually being weak when that's not necessarily been the case if you actually need support I think it's strong of you to actually say you yeah, need support. support but at the same yeah. time if I'm in a relationship with you alright we're together we're actually in this together so if I need support and I need emotional yeah, support in 100%. terms of voicing a concern or literally just maybe I've had a bad day and I want to yeah. voice yeah, someone then I don't see why that should be a, um, a bad thing in any way shape or form no, and I, I don't know, think that at all I know Mason just mentioned something in um, uh, it was about um if your partner is unhappy, mm-hmm. um, it's your, res- your your responsibility. I think yeah. to make the person happy, yeah. you need to make your partner. The, the, you make sure your partner can be the best they can be at all times. I was watching a video on Christmas Day. So what? What Christmas Day? I don't want to go into my Christmas Day. I can do a little bit. So obviously, I had a good time on Christmas. It was very quiet, but at the same time, I thought, you yeah, know what? Turn up. 
<laughs> but at the same time I thought you know what I'm going to do something a little bit, you, anyway a little bit funny and we'll go through some of my little Instagram videos that I saved yeah. and some of the videos that I saved I saved the video about it was about a DJ on Hot Night 7 who was having a conversation with his partner his partner was upset that he mm. hadn't asked how she was so I'm assuming she must have been unha- unhappy about something yeah. and because he hadn't asked like whether things were okay mm. she voiced her concern saying that it's his responsibility to ask whether it's every single week whether she's happy or such and I think his response which I actually agreed at the time and probably still do agree with actually mm. I agree with both parts is well, if you're unhappy then just say you're yeah. unhappy and then say why you're unhappy so yeah. we can actually solve this problem yeah. I mean they, they have like a little like a, a video vlog and yeah. in terms of going back and forth in terms of like their relationship but I found that very, very interesting I think if I'm with someone I would like like at times obviously we're all um we're all, I don't want to say a little bit busy, but we can all be taken aback or our mind can be elsewhere yeah. to actually find out actually how your friend is doing or whether your partner yeah, is yeah, doing. So if you're actually upset, then I would like you to kind of like say so. I'm upset and like, this is where I need support. Yeah, no, I'll get that 100%. Um, I think reading this book gives you an understanding where you're each coming from in terms of your attachment styles and you can tackle this problem from a completely different angle. Now after reading this book do you think that everyone is capable of changing their perspectives I think, every, I think everyone's have you finished your question yet <laughs> yeah that's brilliant go to Edwards boy I'm like I am this chicken and I'm ready but I'll just carry the bat and the torch and just run with it Rude boy go on go choose yeah that, that was the end of the question yeah sorry go on <laughs> no, you're right. I think everyone's capable it's whether or not they're willing to it's hard for people to change yeah. habits yeah. with any given topic scenario life kind of lifelong kind of habit it's yeah. hard Absolutely. it's never willing that people are willing to, to change their habits you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I've got a good friend and she's um, involved in something with a guy that she's really into and I keep telling her you need to She'll, she'll speak to me about certain scenarios. I say, everything's all the messages you need are in the book. And I bought her the book for her birthday. Yeah. I said, everything you ask me, you've, I'm not God. <laughs> like, literally, I'm just giving you some advice in the book. Yeah. Everything you need is in there. Yeah. She'll go about, she'll read, she'll read about half a, half a um, page of the book. Yeah. Mate, you're so right. You're so, you're so right. <laughs> like, I said, you've read half a page of the book. You only read half a chapter. <laughs> Literally, trust me, read half mm. a chapter. Just trust me, that book will help you with mm. your anxieties and that. Mm, mm, mm. Trust me, man, that book there, it can. It you, can do wonders. You were talking about earlier, I don't want to go back onto one of your questions in terms of can yeah, people cool. micromanage, yeah. micro and macro. Yeah. So that is what I highlighted. I think if you can't see things from a different angle following reading this book, yeah. then as, as Mason said, um, I know he said people find it difficult to change their perspectives, but I think if you can't see things from a different angle following reading this book, yeah. then you, my friend, um, <laughs> have problems. <laughs> you are the weakest link. <laughs> you, my friend, have problems. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with the same chain of thought, to be honest with you. I just thought I'd throw that in there quickly. Uh, the third misconception. We, are, we alone are responsible for our emotional needs. They are not our partner's responsibilities. And funny enough, we just spoke just about, spoke it, about that. it being our partner's responsibility. So, again, that is a misconception. So, yeah, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, 100%. In a true partnership, both partners view it as their responsibility to ensure the other's emotional being. Again, that's further along the line of what we were just discussing. We believe that every person deserves to experience the benefits of a secure bond. When our partners act as a secure base and an emotional anchor, we derive strength and encouragement to go out into the world and make the most of ourselves. 
He or she is there to help us become the best person we can be, as we are for them. And that kind of concludes that last part of what we were just discussing in terms of being there for our partners and making sure that they are happy and vice versa, you know what I mean? So they can be the best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the last the last things that I wrote down, I mean, if you guys want to jump in at I've any got time. I'll wait for you to run through. But, but um, the last part was don't lose sight of these facts, which I think kind of almost, these are the high, highlight reels of the book. So your attachment needs are legitimate. So don't think that you're you're wrong for having feeling the way you feel regardless if you're secure avoidant or anxious you shouldn't feel bad for depending on the person you're closest to it is part of your genetic makeup again we've just derived and had Mm -hmm. that discussion a relationship from an attachment perspective should make you feel more self-confident and give you peace of mind if it doesn't this is a wake-up call and above and be and above all remain true to your authentic self Playing games will only dis- distance you from your ultimate goal of finding true happiness. Be with it with your current partner or with someone else. Um, yeah, if you guys want to jump in after, then cool. Because after we'll each give our individual reviews of the books. Yeah. Um, those last points are exactly what I had. I yeah. kind of noted down. Yeah. Exactly that, bro. Okay. Exactly that. <clears throat> Sorry, I haven't got much to say. But I mean, now I thought um, when reading the epilogue, I think those points, I think, were very poignant to me. Mm-hmm. above all remain true to yourself I think after reading the book you can potentially feel you might potentially feel a bit not wishy-washy but unsure as to mm. where you fit in as such but I think I think just in just in the main I think it's very important to remain true to yourself yeah cool um, does anyone want to start off with the review of the actual book no just to say you're listening to Fully Booked for the Instagram that's full underscore e underscore booked um, we've got the Twitter profile we've got we're on the podcast app on the, on the Apple on Apple devices, SoundCloud were up on that as well. Fully booked. Is it full underscore underscore booked? That's correct. Yeah. For SoundCloud, um, Facebook were up. Oh, sorry, no. For SoundCloud, it's yeah. just um, fully booked. F U double L E B double O K E D. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Fully booked on the SoundCloud. This is the book review, the wrap up for the book attached, which we've um, been reading throughout the season one. Um, it's the last episode, and I just wanted to say. Um, uh, our special guest that we had planned they couldn't make it weather conditions and that um, you don't know what day it is but it's a bad day for weather they were coming from afar couldn't make it but never mind we will have special guests on the show going forward so yeah who wants to kick off the actual review of the their, their, their kind of review of the book of season one um, I mean I'm happy to I've got my notes out so it's cool um, in regards so we'll, we'll take it from top to bottom and try and piece piece by piece the, the title attached the new science of adult attachment and how it can help you find and keep love. I mean, the title in itself wraps up the topic in one sentence. It's very clear, it's very concise with its portrayal of the title. Um, in regards to the preface or introduction, um, there's numerous amount of notes that were derived from the introduction alone to which initiated numerous talking points to proceed throughout the book season such as do you think it was easier to live and find love in our parents generation than now in our millennial generation which I think was that caused a lot of uh, continuous conversation and topics from that question alone that was just from the the introduction it also introduces us to numerous characters such as Tamara and Greg um, includes the scientific background research to assist with initial talking points such as the strange situation test 
from which a lot of the research is derived from from such experiments. Um, in regards to how the book's organised and how it is uh, broken down into different chapters, its contents page is very clear and concise to the point each section can be read separately depending on what knowledge you want to draw from the book at any given time. It flows from the section to section for, with a clear beginning, middle and end. Each chapter felt it had come to an end without questions not being unanswered if they were to follow. With that being said, I would give this book two thumbs up and some. I think it's a book which will. Source. <laughs> I think it's a book. It's a book which for me will be read and reread, even as I mentioned, just to check individual topics when and where necessary. It's helped me change my perspective on how I view my behaviour from both points of view. I highly recommend it if you want to grow your relationship relationship perspective, whether in one or not. There's a common theme throughout the book. However, I can see if I read as if it's read as a couple, some extracts can be manipulated as to, as to making one partner feed them better than the other or can give ammunition to create blame. I refer to the avoidant bashing at times, me being an avoidant. There was quite a few situations where I felt I was getting um, ganged up on upon by my two co-hosts, but we'll leave that there. Uh, with that being said, if read as a couple with the intention of both growing and an end goal being mutual happiness, it is a brilliant tool to have in your locker. Um, referring back to a point made in the epilogue, when one person's need for closeness is met with another need for independence and distance, a lot of happiness ensues. By being consistent of this fact, both of you can navigate your way in your way in dating in the dating world to find someone with intimacy needs similar to your own or reach an entirely new understanding about offering needs in an existing relationship, a first necessary step towards stirring it into a more secure direction. And another thing, that point that I thought was quite good was understanding that your continual arguments have hidden have a hidden subtext to them and that they are genuinely are irresolvable, that they are genuinely irresolvable changes your percep perception on your own role dramatically. Why don't you understand that your partner will always find areas of contention as a way of maintaining distance and that he or she will always need to withdraw no matter whom she or he is with. You will no longer blame yourself for the relationship problems. Um, reading through the book after acknowledging the different attachment styles, you would assume authors were, authors were both secure and both hardwired to see the world in strictly attachment styles. It was then refreshing to read an epilogue that they initially reverted to type whilst watching an old romantic film. Meaning, even after reading this book, there are a few there are things that are hardwired in our brains to cause us to revert to type and react with behaviours we now we now know aren't beneficial for us in the relationship. Even still, overall, a thoroughly good read and a study tool to self improve. So I would highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's an incredible overview. Mine was me dead simple. <laughs> two, three bullet points. So I'm, I'm glad I'm actually. I'm glad it's I'm no right or wrong review. No, of course it's no right or wrong. So I'm actually glad I'm going um, second, and I think Mason's gonna have a, probably a, a more lengthy um, review than I've seen myself. Then with it farther. Um, now, I, now I thought the book was incredible. I mean, mm -hmm. I think um, I think you mentioned one or two points there, which 
made me think Jesus Christ we actually started this book a while ago or there's so much within the book that yeah. I've actually forgot yeah. that actually was um, um, contained actually in the book I think the book's I think the book's excellent for, for someone who's um, single and possibly dating I think it gives you an idea of A, who you are if you not that you need clarity um, but if you need clarity I think it gives you a better idea of who you are and I think certainly when, whilst you're dating and, and actually seeing people it may give you a better perspective of the person actually who you're seeing yeah. I think I highly recommend um, reading the book um, if you're in a relationship I think if you're in a healthy relationship I'll be very very surprised if it doesn't make your relationship um, stronger than it already is I think it'll make you a bit more open a bit more honest and I think you'll find a bit more love there as well um, I'm trying to think what else um, I might have jotted down in regards to actually reading the book um, obviously I know I've stated obviously I'm a secure person but I think what the book has actually done for me is allowed me to actually it's allowed me to actually see things a bit more clear I think I've always been aware of other people's feelings and the way they're thinking and stuff like that and open to listening to people but I think in actually reading a book and hearing so many different examples of people's situations I think that's I think that's probably one of the I think there's loads of different strong points of the book but the fact that there's loads of different examples in the book of relationships um, breaking down and stuff like that I think is um, giving me perspective when actually faced with these situations what potentially I actually need to do or what I should be doing as such so that's my review in the book but again as you said I give the book two thumbs up cool and I'd recommend reading the book more than once actually yeah definitely definitely yeah so my co-hosts have really hit the nail on the head and then some but I'm telling you this book attached it's really opened my eyes I think it's best um, encapsulated or my points are best encapsulated by the fact that I can relate it to relationships I've been in which I don't think you can do from a lot of books from even from TV shows and like silly soaps that come on TV mm. they're not realistic this book hits the nail on the head the, the, um, is it parable stories what do they call yeah, them yeah, yeah, yeah parables yeah. They're, they're just they hit the nail on the head and as I said one of the relationships I was in a year or so ago just over a year ago where I was I didn't understand the person I was with, the, the, the kind of DNA, their relationship style or attachment style. Mm -hmm. This book, I picked up and I said, my goodness, now I know why they behaved the way they yeah. did. Now I know why I, or sorry, now I know why in certain scenarios, when I thought they was crazy, they were doing that. And it helps, it can help you to understand your partner better. I was at a friend's recently who's read the book twice. She, on our recommendation, she bought the book, she's read it twice over, she's read it more than us. And now she's trying to get her fiance to read it because she feels like it will help their relationship. She feels like him reading that book will help them to have a long lasting happy relationship. And more importantly, help him to understand a little bit the way she gets how she, the reason why she gets how she gets sometimes. She's like be practically begging him to read it. She loves the book. Same with a friend I got at the moment who hasn't read the book thoroughly, but anytime she's in a little bit of a crisis or panic within herself, she'll revert back to the book she'll look at it she'll read a couple of pages and establish why she feels the way she does or why she behaves and she's what she's trying to seek out from the book seek out within herself and she'll gain from the book or gather from the book is what she needs to do to calm down her anxiousness when she feels anxious because that's the next step for her the book I think is great um, the, the authors the, it's like a study I think that what we need to remember is the book's a scientific study so you're not going to get it bang it's not be 100% related to all relationships what is found from the study the majority of the relationships will have attachment styles will have a secure partner two secure partners will have an avoidant partner two avoidant partners will have an anxious partner two anxious partners or in extreme case an anxious avoidant partner or a match of all of them so it helps you to establish what kind of partner you might be dating and what to seek out in that partner or what or 
or to if you're trying to work on your relationship and you realize how a partner you have doesn't matter if you've got a partner who's not secure and fit in the inverted commas the mold of a great person you can still work with what you've got it helps you to better understand the relationship you're in i would recommend this book 100 percent. and you know what's mad as well since we started reading the book i've had i felt i'm not gonna lie man I felt slightly embarrassed at first but my mother my aunties they've all been on the podcast and on the book as well mm. because they realize it can help and even i have one of my aunties text me saying great listening to the podcast the book's helping me yeah. like wow so i'm saying to everyone get the book it will help you if you're in a relationship or not read the book listen to our podcast because we break down the book to everyday life leave reviews leave comments i just want to say thanks for everyone that supported the first series so thank far. you thank you thanks thank to everyone no serious really? yeah mm. thank you yeah we're yeah. going to be back guys so we're going to switch the subject up we can't keep it at, at relationship styles and love even though I know you're not of you want, want us to we're going to switch it up and I don't know are we going to reveal right now we're going to do a big grand opening in terms of what we're switching it to I think we should leave it till next week alright say no more but we're switching it up for the new year we're going to some completely different topic the cast are going to get involved physically yeah everything physically yeah, mentally phys- physically mentally it's, 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 it's going to be a new topic it's going to be a hot off the it's gonna gonna kind of be a hot topic of the moment and just watch this space but thanks for listening thanks for the support thank keep you supporting. keep checking out our instagram at full underscore e underscore book the soundcloud full e books the twitter the facebook the on the on the itunes and that and yeah just wishing health wealth prosperity love goodness all that good stuff for the, the 2018 yeah. see you on the other side cool. yeah take care right. guys